Welcome to Radical Remembering with psychologist Dr. Narissa and Dr. Buki. This is a weekly conversation where we explore the ways we've internalized oppression and consider what it really means to be liberated. Each episode will leave you with intimate knowledge of the liberation process, sprinkle a little healing magic, and leave you with wisdom for your journey. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Radical Remembering. Today, our topic is ancestral practice as a means of liberation. So let's start with, you know, Norissa, you are someone who is engaged in ancestral practice. Tell, tell our listeners what, what that is and what that means to you and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So first, I'll start with telling how I even came to engage in ancestral practices. And so for me, it was having come from, you know, a Christian background, even though I hadn't been in the church for a while. You know, those things, those those doctrines still like reside in you if you never critically interrogate it. And so ancestor veneration, you know, it felt like something that you know, that's not something I would want to do, like idol worship and different things like that is how it was, you know, referred to or thought about anything African, how that was referred to or thought about in those days when I was even forming opinions about it. How I came into it was not like with intention or anything like that. I had, so maybe like 10, 11 years ago, there was uh, a student that I had. And after class one time, she was like, I don't know why, but I really feel like you would want to speak to this psychic, right? This reader that she was speaking to, right? And so I spoke to to this woman and actually I, I consulted with her, I would say like a good five to seven years, maybe even eight years after that. Like we have a good relationship. Like right now I want to email him and be like, how are you doing? Because <laughs> right? we had a good relationship. And so while in one of the readings, she said, there's somebody here. And so at this point I was just getting, you know, but this is also something that I'm naturally doing because I was remembering. Right. And so, cause that's what indigenous people do when they're at a crossroads in many indigenous traditions, they go to a diviner, they go to a reader to be able to get some spiritual insight into what should be happening next. What I, what direction one should go in. Right. And so She said that someone was there and then she showed me, she said, he's showing me his finger. And so my grandfather was the closest, is the closest person to me that has, has died. I mean, I've had a few family members that have died, but she showed me that she was saying that his finger, something, you know, he showed me something with his finger. So my grandfather was a bus mechanic and there was an accident at work years and years ago, of course. And the tip of his finger was like chopped off. Right. And so the nail grew kind of like rounded over it. So on the top here where people have skin, his nail was growing over there. And so that was very significant. Like, oh my God, that's my grandfather. And she gave me a message for him from him. He had, he was holding a diploma and he was saying that, you know, my, that, you know, he, he's so proud of me. He's so proud of me. And it was a time too, that I had chosen for my first marriage. I was divorcing. I was really, really proud to have an African surname because my, my first husband was from Ghana because that was no longer the slave owner's name, right? But as I was, you know, I was divorced and as I was graduating, I wanted to give honor to my lineage. So I went back to Williams as a surname. And so anyway, she was telling me that he was really proud of that and different things like that. And that he's with me and he will be with me and all these kinds of things. And so this is my first like, oh, he like he's not gone. Like he's here. He knows he sees like they see. And so some years later, I had um, I was asking her about something about something different. And I had also asked about my great grandmother. So they died two, two, six weeks apart. It was a, it was a hard time because my paternal grandmother had died in the August of 2006. 
my great grandmother, maternal great grandmother, she died in December 2006. And six weeks later, my grandfather died. So all the deaths happened like right there. And so I had asked about my great grandmother and it, and it was a shocker because the reader said, and this is because it wasn't something I was currently thinking about, but the reader had said, you lost a baby, not the son that you have, but you lost a baby before him. And I was like, why? Yes. <laughs> so, so she said, she was like, you, you know, she's my grandmother had the baby and that the baby wants to come back to me. And if it's not through my womb, it will be through my son. And then I'll know the baby because the baby will have big, bright eyes. Does, does my daughter not have big, bright eyes? <laughs> I never intended to have more children, but, you know, but a second marriage and, you know what I mean? And knowing that this, there was a baby who wanted to come back to me. And you already know what Nuri looks like and that she has big, bright eyes. She is this baby. And so, you know, that and some other things like, like opened my mind to the fact that life goes on. And that there are ancestors who were there yet. And still it wasn't, I wasn't having a personal interaction every now and again, I might say something like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like wherever you are, you know, thinking of you, like, as I promised, I won't forget you. I'll tell my children about you, those kinds of things, but it wasn't anything meaningful or systematic and and part of my life. So now fast forward to 2020, right. And so I was in this major life transition. Should I leave this job? You know what I mean? That was when I was at NYU. Should I leave this job? Should I leave academia? Because that's what I wanted to do at the time. I was like, I don't even know what's next, but this is killing me, right? Whiteness is killing me right now. And so I was going, I was speaking to another reader and who happened to be the sister of um, another faculty member there. So this is someone I hadn't spoken to. And so she said when she started the reading, again, I'm not thinking of like mediumship and hearing from my ancestors, but when she started the reading, she said, she said, there's somebody here. She came in before we even started. Um, would you like to hear from, if, from anyone if they're here? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she was like, you're named after her and your daughter's named after her. And so my great grandmother, who I only met once, she, her name is Nora, right? I'm Nerissa, named after her. And I named my, my daughter Nuri. But all of those names mean divine light, woman of honor, right? And so, so I'm like, oh shit, like this is, this is somebody. And then she also said that her voice was kind of like gruff and almost sounds masculine. And because she smoked like a, like a, um, a pipe and different things like that, her voice was really gruff. And she even heard the accent. So there was like no denying that this was her, right? My great-grandmother. And even actually... The woman before had heard my great aunt and she was like, she has like a real sing song accent, right? Anybody describes like a Trinidadian accent as like a sing song kind of accent, right? And so now she, yeah, so now Granny Nora is there and basically is telling me that I really need to stop and think about this. The decision is mine. No one can tell me what to do, but you basically really think about my health, right? And so my, because of the stress of the job, my health was compromised because I had a chronic illness, right? And so she was also telling me some other things and, you know, it was good. It was a nice one-time communication. If I needed to speak to her again, I will go back to a medium, different things like that. I still wasn't thinking of it personally, but now I had gotten to the position. I left the job and it was my birthday, 2021. And I wanted to like, okay, I'm done with the job. What is next? Right. So I took this huge leap of faith because it's not like I was just hoping and praying, like something's going to work out my whatever business is going to soar. And I'm so grateful that it has. I haven't done marketing or anything like that, but I've constantly had work, thank God. 
Right. And so I went to this one woman and this, this, this is like, so, so, so convoluted a story. Right. But so I went to this one woman, Simone Arthur, I have met Simone 2019 Christmas time. I had went to a fair that my sister-in-law was selling raw food at. Right. And so she had a table next to her and I was like, $15, let me do a quick reading. Right. And I also actually, the funny thing is that I thought she was a little off in what she was saying. And this is, this was Simone's first public reading. We could probably have her on the show one time, but she had told me that I was about to get a promotion, which was true. And that I thought that this was a diversity higher than I'm only getting promoted because I'm black and a woman, but it's more than that. It's because people see you and know your skill set and blah, 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 but you're only going to be there for a year. And I was like a year. Why would I only be there for a year? Like, this is a great, huge position. The pay was good. You know, all those sort of things. And it comes with status, right? Why would I? get this far on my career and then just be out. Like it didn't make sense to me. And so I was like, she's cute, but you know, but so now that I saw that it was true a year later, I need water. Now that I saw that it was true a year later, I'm going to go back to her for my, for like, okay, well then what's next. Right. Cause I had seen her another time when I was thinking about my house. Like now it's sounding like I go to readers all the time though. Right. <laughs> 12 times a year. I don't go like 12 times a year. But when I was looking for a house, I was like, cause I was like, thinking about moving to New Jersey, but I was leaving New York and I'm really like identified with New York. Is this something I do? And she had told me that I was going to get a house and it was going to be in the end of March. And I was like, that's crazy because it's September. Why would it be that late? Still like kind of like dismissing, like, you know, all right. But I don't know why I still went back to her for the birthday reading, but I, I had seen that all of the thing, oh, I know why, because the house, I did finally close on a house in the end of March. And so she was right. And so I went back to her for my birthday kind of like to see what's next. And guess who showed up? Granny Nora. And so same kind of introduction. There's a woman here, you're named after her. And both of them had described her. And so the, the thing about Granny Nora is that she was, I'm not sure the official title, but she was high. I want to say like a high priestess or something like that in the spiritual Baptist tradition in Trinidad and different things like that. So she was developed spiritually, right? And so when they're developed very spiritually in the afterlife, they have a higher frequency which with, with which they can communicate and come through to those who are able to hear in the earth realm, right? And so they said that she, you know, she was acting, she, she's, she's like a spirit guide. So you have ancestors, ancestors, and they're just your ancestors. But because of where she is in her development, she serves as a spirit guide. And really the ancestors kind of communicate to me through her. And, you know, she kind of like organizes their action and their speaking. This is what I've learned through speaking to them, to these two um, readers. And so wait, is Simone telling you that or this is what your this is your construction? This is both Simone and then the woman that I had spoken to six months before that. And so finally, let me bring this story together. What she said, which was was like such a Caribbean way to say it. She was basically and Simone is Bayesian. Right. So Simone is going to translate it just like a, a Caribbean African descended person would. She was like. Yeah, Granny Nora says that your 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 spiritual practice is wishy-washy. I was like, wishy-washy. <laughs> like, but and and I've always been spiritual. I've always had a meditative practice. Oh, <laughs> only this is like only black grandmothers will come back from the spirit land. Don't <laughs> you know? <laughs> you gotta get your shit together. And this shit is this wishy-washy. I don't know what you're doing here, but you need to get it together, sis. And she also said. We don't want to keep speaking to you through these mediums. I don't know them. That's what she said. I don't know them. So basically get your shit together, have your own little practice and we'll, you know, and we'll commune. Right. 
And so, yes, right? Wow. And so she got me all the way together. <laughs> and so I still felt like, I don't know how to do this. This is, I don't have a template. I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, because of my experiences in the church, I'm not looking for any organized religion. I, so I don't necessarily want to be with people to develop this practice. How do I do this? As I was thinking the day I was, so I started back meditating with more regularity. The day that I was thinking, I wonder if Simone will mentor me. I looked at, I was looking on Instagram. She was starting a seven week course on spirituality in your ancestors. So I was like, bet this is it. This is my answer. And so I took a, I took a seven week course with her, which was beautiful. And basically she taught me, she mentored me in and how to begin my ancestral practice. And so this is only not even a full year, but I have my altar, one that I, that is very endearing to me. That means so much to me. And I can feel the energy of it as soon as I open, as soon as I open, because it's one of these bookshelves and I have it in there for privacy. And when I open it, I can feel the energy of it. And so for me, it is the most central part of the practice is that every day I open up my, my altar and I sit down in front of the altar. I, I thank them. I call those by names whose names I've known. There have been some who've introduced themselves to me since. And, but the ones whose names I know because I knew them when they, I was living, I called their names and, you know, and I thank them. And sometimes I'll sit there and wait to hear something. Right. And so they'll speak to you in whatever. So we, we each have clear senses, right. There are about like eight clear senses, spiritual senses um, that we have. And you know, have each have Clear senses. What does that mean? We have, so, so those of us, some of us are clairvoyant, right? So we can see some clairvoyant I can see, right? So they'll show me images. They'll show me, you know, visions of things, clear cognizant. So sometimes you just know things. I was thinking about you last night and I was thinking that you, how you're, you're able to discern so clearly. Cause I, when going back to the, to our first episode, I was like, God damn, when I said you saw me, Cause I was like, I don't know that we've had enough interaction for you to see me so clearly. Right. So I think that you're, you're naturally very clear cognizant. Then there's clear goostery. Like some people like taste things. There's clear sentient where people like can feel it in their bodies. And it's, you know, very akin to like empathy and being a very, em- an empath there, you know, all of these different senses, some of them are more developed than others. Some of them are more natural as you develop your capacities, spirit will speak to you through all of them in different ways. Right. And so for me, it's, it's very much, sometimes I can hear, I can't hear like Simone, how Simone can make out accents and different things like that, but I can, I can hear words. I can hear, I can, I'm clear cognizant where, you know, sometimes you have a download. Sometimes you just know, and definitely my strongest sense is clear voyant where, where I can see and I'll have visions and different things like that. So they'll speak to me in, in pictures. Sometimes they'll slow me down. So at that time, I also just started an intense healing journey with journaling every single day. Right. And so, and I still journal every single day. It, so I started with this book, Writing Down Your Soul by Janet Connor. And she talks about the benefits and, and how she kind of like, healed a lot of stuff through writing. And so I started with just, it was a 30 day challenge that has now been September will be a full year beginning to heal. And sometimes they'll interject while I'm journaling and give me insights. Right. So one time I was journaling about some childhood stuff and my great grandmother came in and this, I knew her and my maternal one, I definitely knew her in life and in times lived in the same house with her. And she came in and she was like, in order to heal that, you're going to have to heal these two things. Right. And so 
one of them was something I had just learned about her. I didn't even know she had another sister. But I learned through Simone because while I was taking the class with Simone, her sister came in and has been saying her sister has been with me the whole time and really wants me to get into like the herbal knowledge and different things like that. And she was a baker. Didn't know that I had to ask my grandmother and she, and, and she confirmed like, yeah, she died when I was six. So I don't know her much, but she owned a bakery, you know, in Trinidad. And so um, when you say I had to ask my grandmother, are you asking your grandmother in the now or you in the now when she's living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, it's, it's, it's like so much like even my great grandfather has come through Simone while we were taking that course. And I'm going to give her Instagram address before we leave, too, so people could follow her and reach out to her if needed. So even my great grandfather came through and I was able to go to my grandmother was her father and ask very specifics about. Like, did this happen? And he he helped build that house there. And and did you used to wear your hair in, in two ponytails and you had ribbons going down? And did you used to like candy a lot? Because he was telling Simone all of that as, you know, you know, to really confirm, like, yes, it's me. And this is the rest of the message. Right. And so, yeah. And so in this one story in my healing, my great grandmother was like, yeah, in order to heal that, you need to heal this and you need to heal that. One of the things being that her son died when he was 10 months old, pneumonia, because his godmother had left him out in the rain when the rain had started kind of thing. And that has, so the ways in which like this overprotectiveness and anxiety has trickled down in my family is directly related to that loss. So she was saying in order to heal that, what you're going to, you know, what I was, what my direct experience that I was journaling about, you have to go back and heal this. And this has to be healed generationally for you to have some healing. And then they were also speaking to me about resilience. That day I went on my walk as I put on a podcast about trauma, they started speaking about ancestral resilience and healing from your ancestral, whatever. So it's confirmations. They give you like confirmations and different things like that. It's a very rich experience is what I'm trying to say. It's very lively. I feel like every day, I don't know what I'm going to wake up to in terms of, you know, the ways that they're going to prepare me and protect me and all these kinds of things. And as having been someone who has felt very alone in life and my struggle, I've, I would say the first 41 years of my life felt characterized by struggle, right? So I've always been a very strong person. I've also been very strong, even if I wasn't, if I was more wishy-washy than Granny Nora would have liked. I've always been very spiritual, but I, I, it has been so healing for me to, to know that I am so taken care of and that you know, and then I have a team that I can access whenever. And so how that has been meaningful to my liberation is because I'm reconnecting to parts of my story and my ancestry that, and I, and I, before this, I was very into my own culture. I was very into learning and mastering, you know what I mean? But this has opened up so much as well as I've been led to information that has, that I probably wouldn't in my own conscious mind wouldn't have been led to. And as well as just they'll, they'll tell me stuff and I'll, I'll, it'll be confirmed later. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just like super, super like rich, healing, comforting, exactly what, what I've needed in my life. And it's not at all the way that it was presented to me in my earlier development through the lens of Christianity, like being demonic and different things like that. You, you also still have a lot of control. Like you can say, I mean, I don't say, but you can be like, you know, like I'm busy. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that. But I also source them when I'm doing something to be able, like, I need your ability to, like, I'm going to source the energy. I invite the energy of blank, of blank, of blank to whenever I'm doing something. 
and I give honor to them and different things like that. So that's it in a nutshell. So I want to ask if you are listening to this, if you are watching this, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to pay attention to what is happening in your body in response to hearing Narissa share that. And the reason why Narissa, it's like, as you were talking, it's like, for me, what I was noticing was this mix of like anxiety and excitement. Mm. Right. Because I think that as somebody who is um, like I was saying to y'all is like, I feel like I'm in my very much at the beginning of my liberation journey, maybe closer to the end of the beginning, whatever. But it is on one hand, like what you are describing feels on one hand, like terrifying and another hand, like exciting. Right. Excitement about like access to this way of knowing this way of being that we have been, that's been like, we've been socialized, like out of, you know? And I'm just, ex- I mean, I, 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 first of all, I just so, so appreciate how you laid that story out. It was really helpful for somebody who like me can get really concrete sometimes. One part of the piece that I'm certainly curious about is like, when your, when your student came up to you, to you and was like, I think you got to meet the psychic or you got to get a reading from the psychic. Prior to that, like, what had been your attitude towards? Like, how come you, like, said yes? Is really, like, I'm curious about that. How come? I was very open. She, she, she had, I think I had speaking, spoken of something of related to law of attraction, but I didn't say law of attraction. Maybe I was speaking about energy or whatever. And so something about that made her think, oh, you might want to, you know? I think I had always been open. I had been open to it post my Christianity days, because I've had spiritual experiences, right? Like when I was younger, I have seen, you know, go, what we would call ghosts now. I have seen spirits, which is funny because I told my grandmother about it at the time. And she's like, oh, nothing. You didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. Last year when I was coming back to her and telling her, she was like, oh yeah, I see ghosts all the time. They, you know, they're ghosts here. I was like, so why would, you know, like, why would you confirm that for me? And my mother. Grandma is this? This is my maternal grandmother who raised me. Okay. Yeah. My mother, I know my mother has seen spirits, you know, she, we've spoken about that in earlier in maybe in my college years, we had spoken about that. So there, there, and then also my great grandmother actually did come to me when she passed. I was my, my first husband, we had argued and she had come to me and I was so mad that I slept on the floor under Ty's crib, under my son's crib. And I felt this hard tapping on my shoulder. I was pissed because I was like, now here he come trying to wake me up. And so I turned around and it was her. I saw her. She had just died maybe a day or two ago. She and I turned and she she hugged me. And then she kind of like motioned. There was this great big light behind her. She kind of motioned like, I got to go. You know what I mean? So I had had all these happenings. And even when my grandfather died, my which was six weeks after that, my tie was maybe a year and a change, maybe a year and a half. And I smelled, he was a bus mechanic. I smelled nothing but like grease, like car, like mechanic oil and different things like that. And Ty was rolling around the bed hysterically, like somebody was tickling him. And I was like, I'm not, I was not even touching him, you know? And so, so I, I was open to the fact that there, there is not just us here. You know what I mean? Even though it had not yet been a personalized kind of relationship. And I mean, I also think in that point of my life. It was a hard time in my life, right? Post-divorce, single mother, healing from so much. And it was, it was probably also like desperation. Like I need something. I need something. 
whatever could help. You know what I mean? So. No, pride, like, I, like, as I'm listening, there's a way in which I notice, like, I'm listening to you. And this is confirmation for me about, like, my shift. Because prior to this moment that I'm in right now, if I had heard you telling the story, I would have been like, Norris is a little crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where, like I, the, the belief I used to have was, like, either, like, people either making, you either making this stuff up or, like, there's a way in which I used to be so dismissive. Yeah. Right. And again, right. Part of the just kind of holding the, the like ways we've been raised. And, you know, you know, we haven't talked about this piece around like me also being raised Christian and all of the ways that that like all of the like conditioning. But let me let's end this way. Nursa. It's like so part of the what's the piece that you want people to know as you as we wrap this this episode up? What do you want people to hold around mm-hmm. this practice as it's our liberation journey here? I think it's integral, right? It's our ancestral practice. When you're ready, of course, I think it's integral to our liberation journey because our liberation and remembering is about claiming the parts of ourselves that we've lost, that trauma has, that we've dissociated from. And so I think our ancestral practices will bring us back home. Trask, uh, Hunani, I think is the first name, Trask writes an article about healing from, she writes, it's like a chapter in a book that she wrote about healing from colonization. And she talked about the fact that I had to go back to the land. I had to learn to love her, like her culture, and rock with her like a lover, right? And so this is a means to go back to your culture and to who you are to get integrated and get those parts of yourself, remember, get those parts of yourself that we've lost as a consequence to the trauma that, that African-descended people have lost as a result of you know, chattel slavery. So I think that and disconnection is, is a large part of, of what, what, it, we, what is the world's problem today, right? What is America's problem today? This disconnection and forgetting our shared humanity and our humanity period. And when we connect back, that is, that's, the, that's the healing. That's the bridge. That's a large part of us moving forward. And they help you. They help you. They help you. One, one story I also want to add in, right before you and I, and I told you this, but I just want to share with the audience right before we were doing this work. So they also speak to you in dreams. I had a dream that, that me and Buki were in this field and there was this large Boab tree that Buki was sitting under. And I was, and I was realizing from where I was sitting to where she was sitting, there was a large root in between, in the ground, in between us. And I kept saying like, the roots go deep, Buki. Oh my God, the roots go so deep. The roots go so deep, right? And that was a confirmation to me to do the work, right? And, and I, I share this because that's how they speak to you, right? That's one of the ways that they speak to you. But I also, I mean, we're, 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 I have Nigerian ancestry, you know, at least 36% according to my DNA test. And so it might also speak to our, our shared DNA, but, but it, it's, it, it also really, really affirmed, like, yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing. We're, we sanction this and different things like that. So I wanted to share that with you all since you are, you know, audience to our shared journey here together. Well, that's the best, best way to end today's episode is like this podcast is like divinely sanctioned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Larissa, for sharing, sharing yourself with us um, and for sharing this practice that's going to be like rocking people's like, like, it's a, like you haven't told me these stories the way you talked about it today. And so if you are noticing energy as the rest of told those stories, pay attention, y'all. Pay attention. So this is it for us. We'll see you next episode, y'all. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. 
If you've loved what we've had to say, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Dr. Narissa, and you can find me on IG at Dr. Narissa Williams. And I'm Dr. Buki. You can find me on IG at the official Dr. Buki. You can also stay abreast of our latest offerings at our website, RadicalRemembering.com.